Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. You are now entering a spiz-free zone. No unicorns, no rainbows, no chiropractic fairy tales, just progressive talk for progressive chiropractors. So buckle up and get ready. We're moving the profession forward. And now, your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. I am a DC and proud. I am joined by three of the greatest DCs on the planet. At least I think so. But I think you should th- think so, too. I'm joined by Brandy Nemchenko, DC. Josh Satterley, D.C., and Greg Friedman, D.C. Um, they are here because they were speakers at Ford KC. This is our wrap-up episode, and I want to ask them some of their impressions of the event, their impressions as speakers, and what they think about the, the, the event itself and the future of the profession going forward, uh, no pun intended. And um, we're just going to cut loose a little bit. All three of these folks have already been on the podcast, so be sure to go back and listen to their episodes. Josh was like right out of the gates. He was one of the first, so this is another chance for him to, to let it fly. And um, other than that, I can say that we had a successful event at Forward KC. Uh, we sold the damn thing out. All the presenters did an amazing job. Everyone um, was a consummate professional. The students, the staff, the the leadership and administration of Cleveland Chiropractic College uh, were impressed. Not only were they impressed, they were tremendously helpful in making sure that we pulled off an amazing event because it was really just a skeleton crew of myself and Jessica Riddle from Southeast Sports Seminars, and then a cadre, just an army of volunteers from students to other doctors, uh, so on and so forth. So um, if, if nobody has received adequate thank yous, uh, there is no there is no adequate thank you for the uh, amount of work you put in to make sure this was a successful event. What you really did was you got a a thing off the ground, and now that it's off the ground, who knows what it can become, and, and that's hopefully something we'll discuss in this episode. Um, so one introduction after another, I'll go in alphabetical order. Brandy, hello, how are you doing? Doing great, doing really good. Um, I'm Brandy Demchenko. I own a practice about 30 minutes west of Philadelphia. Uh, we have four doctors total, and I'm opening my first super clinic in the next month, uh, which will be uh, a little bit away. I wrote a book called What You Didn't Expect When You're Expecting, which is a self-help book for women to help them stop doing stuff that's hurting them and how to help their musculoskeletal back pain. Like when they're having babies and shit? When they're having babies and shit, when they're getting knocked yeah. up and stuff. <laughs> Which is the, the, the purpose of life. So that's a very Amen. Important. Amen. Um, so, next in our alphabetical order is Greg Friedman, DC. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell me what you got going on, my friend? So I'm uh, working on my erotic dancing moves right now. <laughs> Sign me up. I've got a couple of competitions coming up uh, soon. I, I've actually taken uh, Forward KC was my only speaking gig for about six weeks i took some time off uh just because because i'm working on some stuff and uh the stuff i'm working on is almost almost there i've been saying that now for like eight years it feels like almost there almost there but this time i mean it we're almost there rise up so uh, working with that uh just heard from i got a call from a guy in uh actually in uh, kansas today who i met last year who 
he was on the board and uh, he's actually done seminars for years on documentation and coding in Kansas and has helped with Blue Cross. Well, Blue Cross shifted and now they use, they're outsourcing all that. And this guy got freaking audited and they won't listen to anything. And I'm like, unbelievable. Oh, so wow. just kind of the heads up there. So I'm like, well, that'll be interesting. They're, they're picking on this guy. And uh, he even brought in a couple of guys to help defend him that are, you know, some big hitters, nothing. I'm like, all right, bring it. That'll be fun. So, so we're, at, we're at that part of the pendulum. Huh? I'm working more on, uh, I really want to really help drive the profession forward more. It's not just about me. I want to bring it forward. Anyway, that's it. Very cool. And then our last guest on the panel is Dr. Josh Satterley, D.C., um, Dr. Josh, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Dr. Josh. Perfect. <laughs> Let's move on. No, Hi, um, Dr. Josh. <laughs> Hello, Greg. How are you? Josh is powerful Randy. and um, <laughs> powerful and humble kind of go hand in hand sometimes. So until he figures out he's powerful, then it's game over. <laughs> well, it's like being hot. It's like, you know, Greg's hot because he doesn't know he's hot. Right. You know what I mean? right, right, right. This is yeah. so true. This is if so you very found true. out, it, we wouldn't be so hot. But <laughs> that man, hot. It makes him adorable. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and and his humility is even hotter. You know. Um, in, in alphabetical order again, can you guys give me your general impression of Forward KC as an event as a whole? Now that's done, we'll start with Brandy. Uh, without cussing. Um, it was effing amazing. Uh, it, I kept thinking that I had died and gone to heaven because um, everybody was more than what I thought they were on the board. I love people on the board, but just meeting them and being able to touch and hug them um, was fabulous. I loved, I hugged more people that weekend, but it was literally like I died and went to heaven and you were like with your people. So it, I just was blown away by the students. Uh, I was blown away with Cleveland's reception with us. I think he was awesome. He remembered my name after 16 years. Um, just it was it was one of the best weekends of my life and it made me even more excited like like greg said just to move the profession forward were you had you gone to things before where you where you didn't feel like that oh my I, like my like whenever you go to um anything like locally that i have it's not the same like even today on my state association board somebody posted a picture of their student loans and was like this is the worst profession ever and I don't know how I'm going to ever pay this off. And I'm just like, this is why I don't go to the meetings. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not positive meetings. It's all about like complaining about how awful it is to be a chiropractor. And I think the consensus that weekend was like, we are freaking amazing. And this profession's amazing and they're bright and they're smart and they're talented and they're warm. And, um, it just was such a great weekend for my, my husband was there and, and Dr. Ann was there. So we oh, just had, stoked, man. Yeah, yeah, my husband, fire, like he, huh? he, he's never on the board. I mean, the only time I've ever posted Arthur is when he like dresses up like a unicorn and a unicorn <laughs> or does some ballet and a unicorn, but he doesn't know I've done that. But so everybody, he's like, why does everybody know me? And I was like, cause they've, they've seen me a couple of times before Arthur, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it just, it was like freaking heaven. It was, it was like if a chiropractor died and went to heaven, that's FTCA. So. Well, I think, uh, I think, and none of that was planned by the way. So I think that shocked a lot of people 
and it, it, it might have shot Carl Cleveland III and other people who have always been sort of on the fence of the FTCA as far as like either sponsoring us or supporting us is they've always thought that it was sort of unprofessional and negative um, to a fault, but it was not planned that, but it, it is just the way it is that it was an overwhelmingly positive uh, event. Yeah, it was an off I mean, I, Howard Fiddler was eating, I mean, he's an Olympic chiropractor and he's eating scrambled eggs in my hotel room while, you know, like you're just sitting there. It's just like, it was a day after I met him. It's, it's stuff like that where no, you meet like your you. homies. What are you going to do? It's awesome. I was like, this is so badass. But it's it just like you met your people, like you met your yeah. tribe and we're not negative and we do have a sense of humor, but we deeply care about each other. And that's, that was freaking awesome. Yeah. I think if anything, we've established that there's a family there, there's a family ethos to what's going on. Hey, um, what do you think, Greg? What was your opinion of the event now that we've had a, a week know, or so more? What I what struck me was there was a there was such a common bond there that that you don't usually get at, at other conventions. The only other time, uh, believe it or not, that you would maybe feel some common bond is like when a tour thing and it's all tours kind of a thing and they and they have a common thread between them but ours is even more than that because a lot of us know each other or knew each other sort of from the facebook group but hadn't met and then when when we meet in person and we have the backstories already and then the whole you know common thread it, it was it was so moving to me and especially it was so cool you know like when students or young docs or old docs would come over to me and we would talk and stuff it was just you know, I was so happy that they felt comfortable coming over to me and, and uh, they were happy that I would, you know, talk with them with, you know, swear and stuff. They like that. But it was such <laughs> a probably the most fun. I, I told my wife, it's the most fun I think I've ever had at any convention that I've been. Usually when I speak at conventions, I literally, I fly in, I speak, and I'm out. That's, I don't hang. Right, uh, right. It, it's business. It's work for me. I mean, I like it and stuff, but it's this was like i could have spent another like week or so maybe a month like that just kind of following josh around and hearing what he you know it, it got <laughs> it to was, a point where it was like all jazz it was all like trying to find out what someone else had that you didn't have and, and yeah so it, them around it was just really it. really cool i really enjoyed it um you did a thing now now what most people don't know about greg friedman is that he's not a He's not a hardcore evidence-based sports doc. You you come from more of a straight chiropractic background. I would say more of a tour than a straight background. Yeah, yeah, like kind of middle of the road-ish, yeah. sort of. But yeah. but you've never picked a side, and you've never hated on one side over another. I think you've taken enough from everything. I'm the bridge to the future. <laughs> <laughs> and you did a thing during your TED talk. Up. The TED talks were. Uh, 15 minutes max and they were quick um, they might be quicker next year but they were they were quick compared to a normal talk and you you brought the sort of you brought that flavor I don't even know what that flavor is called but you made people rise up you used this word rise up that took this phrase rise up took fire amongst the community and everyone started hashtagging rise up just one little thought like that and you started creating this whole different movement um, in a whole different hashtag did was that intentional um you know it wasn't in fact the only reason i i picked that song is because i like the damn song right um, <laughs> and actually have it uh 
different parts of my seminars, I just like the damn song. But yeah, then as I, a crowd that does not stand up and cheer and get all I didn't I didn't clean. plan that actually. It 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 didn't it just kind of came to me while, while I was doing that and I I just took a moment and looked at someone square in the eye and I said, Rise up and she just stood there looking at me <laughs> and did nothing. <laughs> so I did that a few times and then I quit. I gave up on that. And then I, I went back to it a little later. And the same thing happened, and I just kind of gave up on that. And then at the end, I thought, you know what, I'm going to push this a little harder now because everybody is, you know, eye contact is one thing for like a half a second or millisecond, but when you when you stay stuck on somebody for one second or more, it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. Everybody. And I, I locked in on this. I don't know who she was. I just locked in on her, and I was not leaving until she stood the fuck up. And <laughs> when she – Finally figured out what I was trying to do. She stood up and then I was able to go to the next person and they figured it out. And then I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. I'm going to create my own standing ovation where Brandy didn't have to do that. I had to do that. So uh, it just kind of went on that way. And what was fascinating to me is the whole rest of the weekend, when that phrase kept coming back up from other speakers, like when, like Len Fay, I was like, well, that's interesting. I like that. So that was uh, that was very cool. That was an unexpected that was an unexpected consequence of that that I appreciated. There were a lot of those. I mean, like I said, there there wasn't a whole lot of um, you know it was more like a chemistry experiment. Let's put a bunch of these people sure. together in the same room. Let's mix them all up, and we'll stir the pot, and we'll put it under a little bit of a Bunsen burner, and we'll see what happens. And that's what we we fucking got forward KC, which was, uh, it was pretty, it, it exceeded all the expectations that I had for it because I definitely thought you guys might come in, do your speech and then leave. Nope. Josh, what do you, what did you get out of the event? What, what's your big sort of thing that has stuck with you this far out? Uh, you know, I, I got to agree with the, uh, the other esteemed colleagues on this call, not you so much, Bobby, but, but right. Brandy and Greg are pretty good. Um, and I think that there was such a positive vibe that it was almost, almost like all this energy that you see on the, the boards when you get a really good discussion thread going and people are arguing back and forth, all that energy needed to be like focused in a direction. And the fact that you got all these speakers together, we met at a beautiful campus, you know, the weather was perfect. The, the setting was perfect. The, the camaraderie in the room was you know was everything was perfect to allow for that i don't know what you call that synergy to occur of everybody getting together and i also think you know if you ever read the book outliers by malcolm gladwell i think that this was that perfect moment where all of that energy and ideas and speakers come together at the right time five years ago i don't think the ftca was strong enough or that there was a well-developed um you know, anti-culture within chiropractic that wanted something different than they were being fed yet. And five years from now, I think it'll be too watered down. So it was, it was being at that perfect moment and seeing the freaking flag go in the ground, you know, like of, Hey, it's going to change. It's going to change from here on out. I think that was incredibly exciting for me because I, I you know, it's, it's very interesting to have these first order friendships uh, occur there. Like I've, I've heard of Brandy. I've heard of Greg. I've never met them in person. And this was the first time I actually met them in person. All these students, you know, that I've never actually met in person. And, and now seeing that the first time it develops, 
was amazing. And I'm sure that there are going to be hundreds of presentations here on out that wear the FTCA badge, but we were able to see day one. And when we sell our virtual t-shirts, you know, on eBay in a couple of years, we'll say that they're vintage t-shirts. <laughs> if you can track them down, which there are, there's a secret, <laughs> there's a secret sell of these FTCA convention t-shirts mm-hmm. in the factor store. They're at cost. Um, but uh, yeah, we never, that that's, if you said what, what didn't go right, a lot of people never noticed the things that didn't go right. And that's the, that's the testament of a true, a, a skilled event planner like Jessica um, bringing me along as a newbie. And, and the, the goal is that you guys don't see the stuff that didn't work. <laughs> and one thing that didn't work was we didn't have like, you know, you would think common sense. So let's have a whole bunch of crap to sell people. And we just didn't have a bunch of crap to sell people, you know like t-shirts and mugs and swag and things like that. So we got some sweet name tags after a while. Yeah. Yeah. So here was a thing that I noticed and maybe you guys can, can sort of uh, uh, put this into words for me. It's just a thing that I noticed. So yeah, we had these really sweet name tags and if you didn't get your name tag and you were there, let us know and we'll get you the name tag. It's a keepsake, but you're probably not going to get it without a conversation. So the name tags came in a day or two late. I don't, I don't remember how late they were. So everyone sort of had like, ghetto written down name tags, you know, handwritten name tags, which was fine. Um, But there was no way to sort of get the name tags out to the people once they actually arrived. So I divvied them up amongst the sponsors because at the same time, someone else walked in and said, you know what, we're having this problem with the sponsors. No one's visiting them. I said, well, let's kill two birds with one stone here. And I'm just going to hand out the name tags, to sponsors. And if you want your name tag, go to a sponsor and initiate a conversation and you'll get, see if they have your name tag. Um, thought that was pretty smart on my part, but you know, what we found was there was a, there was a large stack of people who never got their name tag whatsoever. So it raises a question Were these specific people, were they averse to sponsor conversations or they, are they averse to being sold things? Are they averse to, um, you know, like the money conversation that has to, you have to play the money game. If you're going to play the chiropractic game, you got to buy goods and services you got to buy experts and their information. Um, so that question has been rolling around in my head as I went back to the airport and flying well, home. It's like, what, what, was, what was it that made these people not want to go get that name tag? Because it was a pretty badass name tag. I, I'll tell you my interpretation of it because I saw it firsthand. Yeah. I saw our friend Brandon uh, Langerud. His name tag was in the Factor booth. I know he's a fan of Factor but he was engaged in conversation at the break. And then as soon as the next talk started, which was Len Fay or Greg Rose, I can't remember. He immediately sat back down. So it wasn't that he was trying to avoid talking to a sponsor. I think literally everybody was so engaged in great conversation between the sessions and then engaged in the great sessions that maybe there wasn't time to go back there or didn't feel like the right time. Yeah. Greg, you've been in a couple of these types of events before. Would you say, you know, it definitely was packed with content, but do we need more time in between the content for everybody to sort of schmooze around, talk to vendors? Um, that's the that's a the business side, the ugly business side of these deals, because the vendors are there and they're paying money, sometimes a lot of money, to be there, and they need people to be to be visiting their stuff. So all these big conventions they really try to drive traffic over there. So they try to leave more time in between and, and things like that. And they try to have little, like little contests or things like you did that leaves them over there because that keeps the vendor happy. 
Um, it's just there's a there's a line in there, a fine line, that I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. But you don't want it to be too salesy, too schmoozy. Um, I've never been. What I'm the guy that goes to different vendors and just kind of you know, hey, show me what you got. I'm not looking to buy anything right now. I just want to see what the hell you got, kind of yeah. thing. And then every now and then I'm like, that is really cool. And then it grabs my attention and and all that. They're trying to sell stuff at the show, which you know some people like and some people don't like. So yeah, yeah you know, I I don't I, I I'm one of those people that's sort of like I don't want to buy anything at the show. I've already yeah. sort of invested to be at the show. Um, but if there was a deal that hung hung on for a little bit after after I got home, I, I would be down for that for sure. Yeah. Um, I wonder if people know that you already pre-screened the vendors too, because I know that there was a no-fly list of of vendors that had approached the group, right? But you just didn't feel felt fit with the tenants. Yeah, I, I think I'm very aware of that thin line that Greg talks about between authenticity and being too salesy and um, – I wanted you guys as, as speakers because you volunteered your time and you volunteered your, your expertise and you, you didn't get paid jack squat to do it. I wanted you guys to be able to promote yourselves however possible. So if you've got a thing, um, I wanted the group to know about your thing, but I didn't want people to, I didn't, I didn't want it to be Parker seminars circa 2005, which was, if you ever went to an early one of those Parker seminars, it was like, all right, here's Joe Smith and Joe Smith comes from X company and he's going to talk to you for like 30 seconds about an important topic. And then the rest of it's a commercial. And if you want more, see him at his booth. And it was like every single person who came up and talked was doing that. I didn't want it to turn out like that because I think that loses the authenticity. Um, I definitely wanted you guys to sort of not give away the farm, but definitely go up there and, and throw some value in people's faces and blow their minds. And like that, how that business side is run, obviously I'm green to it. So that's not my job to make sure vendors are happy. Sorry, but I think we'll get better at it and we will draw closer and closer to that line of what, how to keep a vendor happy and how to keep the attendee happy without being too much. Um, you know, and all the speakers nailed it, you know, there was, there was none of it going on. I wish you guys would have promoted yourselves more. Um, but, if you are a member of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance Facebook group, um, you know that there's just tons of conversations that come up over and over again. So the opportunities there, um, super aware of that stuff. We don't allow any any sort of advertising within the group unless you've got permission. I think speakers have got permission. <laughs> and so when Greg's thing, whenever he's done with it, um, you know, if I wasn't on on a on a hot tin roof fucking promoting that thing from ear to ear as as loudly as i could i would be a fool you know <laughs> um but yes there are some people that i don't think are of a value that represents what the forward what forward chiropractic is and they were not invited to the show and if they rep, rep, re requested um the sponsor materials we just we had a form letter that said you know we're not interested and that that'll stay by the way i saw all the people who are going to be sponsoring the Cairo sushi summer event and they're immediately added to the no fly list. <laughs> nice. The 22 sponsors and those 22 sponsors were immediately added to no fly. <laughs> and you would look at that list and be like, well, yeah, of course <laughs> they wouldn't come to our event anyways, but there are some that try to play both sides, you know, for money. And we're trying to tell them that there's a huge market here if you want to get into it of people that really need somebody to come to them 
and show them that we care about the future of chiropractic as a profession and we care about young chiropractors and we want to invest in their success. And this market is here and it's been waiting and this market would never buy your product if they found out you were doing a cow jam thing or a, a Cairo sushi thing. We're not banned from saying names once you've said your name, right? Like fuck cow jam and fuck Cairo sushi. Fuck those places. You know, I have a, I have a different attitude about it though, Bobby. I'm sure you do. And I appreciate your input and I always take it, but I'm still yeah. going to keep my F words where they were. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not, it's not, I, I, I agree with you 98% of the way, but for, for someone like me, I mean, I'm trying to drive even, I'm trying to make even our weakest link stronger. You're different, Greg. See, you talk about documentation and there is absolutely nobody within the chiropractic profession that does not need to be very good at what you talk about. It doesn't yeah. matter what side of the fence you're on, they need to know the information. If we talk about uh, Jeff Langmaid and the evidence-based chiropractor and the fact that he might speak at uh, a certain event we might not approve of and then speak of ours, but the, the content that he speaks about is stuff that everybody needs to know. Yeah. Uh, these other guys, they're just trying to make money, man. They're not, they're yeah. just playing, they're playing to who's got the largest crowd and I'll be there. Yep. Um, but yep. documentation, I mean, we have to set that straight right away. Like every single person has got to be really, really good at that and good in the way that you talk about it. Not good in the, uh, the you gotta uh, document those sober fuckers, which right. by the way, it was pretty funny. I'm, uh, um, I'm doing a, a webinar for Cairo Credit on Saturday morning. It's a two-hour deal, and I'm, and it's recorded, so it's it's been online for a bit. But we do a live one every now and then, so I can change it up a little bit. So I decided yeah. to change the slides a little bit, so I'm doing it more for what I did at Forward KC. I'm my two hours over there, but I, I had to go through. As I'm do, doing it and edit the slides, <laughs> nice. I use the word "supervisor," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what if I miss one?" <laughs> so awesome. I'm like in a, in a sweat-filled panic as I'm going through every slide, going, "Oh shit, did I did I get them all?" <laughs> I thought that so. Was um, no one, everyone's been very nice to me, but uh, I've, I give you guys full 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 reign here. Uh, we'll go in alphabetical order. And you guys tell me what was wrong about the event or what could be done better. Uh, we'll start with Brandy. Dude, why do you put me first? Because you're the B, you're um, Brandy. Alphabetical um, order. B for, B for boss. Ladies um, first. They, oh, I just, shit. Um, what was wrong out. with the event? It wasn't, it wasn't long enough. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, she, it wasn't, it was, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, it just wasn't, it wasn't enough. And maybe because I spoke, like there wasn't enough time to hang out with people. Um, it wasn't a lot of time for me between events and stuff like that. There was a lot of people I wanted to speak with, with you guys. Like I wish there almost next time, if, if I'm invited to a next time, just to hang out for like a few days before it starts and do some, just to chill together. Like I didn't get to see a lot of the speakers um, because I was in other places. So just, there was not enough time um, is what I would say. And this was the first time doing it. So that's, that's my, that's my answer. And, and granted you did some extra credit stuff. It was a testament to who you are as a person and that you like took people off to another room and was like, I'm going to do this lecture too. And, 
Brandy's not went like, off roading. Yeah, those TED Talk, the <laughs> TED Talk people had never like some of them never even talked. It made a presentation before. And yeah. you had like people crying and, and shit. Yeah, I wrote I wrote that talk <laughs> on the planes. I, I really honest to God did. I just I could not write that talk because it was like sort of coming out and um, I'm glad I didn't put a lot of thought, but I literally thought I was going to speak in front of maybe 15 people. Like when you said there was breakout sessions, I thought all of us were going to go into different rooms and then people would sort of gravitate to that. And like within, I think 30 minutes of being there, somebody, I was talking to this guy who I didn't know. And he's like, um, I was like, Oh, you know, there's some big speakers here. They're like amazing. Like Josh is here to talk about gyms and Greg's talking about documentation and, um, you know, Leonard's here, he's a legend. And she's like, the two girls in the car that came with me came to hear you speak because of your podcast. And I was like, what? You know, and then when I think I asked you, Bobby, I was like, am I speaking in here? And you're like, he's speaking in here. Um, <laughs> it's just like, whoa. Um, so I mean, luckily, but being like a president of an ambulance board, like I've spoken in front of big crowds, but not about going bankrupt. <laughs> you're saying you're like, <laughs> not being able to feed my kids. So it's, um, yeah, summarize, summarize that talk a little bit. Like, what oh my God. do you think really pulled at people's heartstrings? I just, I'm, I'm a very honest person. Um, I, I don't believe in bullshitting people because I don't, I don't, I didn't want to scare them. But if you have straight A's and you earn the top award at their all, you know, at their school, that doesn't insulate you from failure. And a lot of what you and I talked about on that podcast that I'm seeing when I'm seeing interns or interviewing people like they have this false sort of like oh everything's gonna be great and it may not be great so if i could i'm sort of like like greg is trying to bridge the gap i'm trying with my model to have people avoid ever having that that's degrading it's dehumanizing and i went through it do you know what i'm saying and it's yeah, you're trying to elevation ele elevate one side of the bridge yeah, to like to like not have them fail because it seemed like this was a secret elusive thing that I needed to like say the magic word and like spin around and spit glitter or something like that. I had no idea what to do. And once I cracked the code, it's really not different from what I was doing. It's just a different mindset. So if I can get them over that, I don't want Eric to ever go through that or Anne to ever go through that. So it's a passion of mine to save other chiropractors from themselves, which is the same person I was. So. Um, yeah, I just told the truth. I think, I think what they say is like, it's easy to tell the truth. You know what I'm saying? If you're telling the truth, it's yeah. easy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, I had nothing to hide. So you're saying like an all-inclusive retreat for all the speakers before the event starts. <laughs> with alcohol. Them. Yeah, with alcohol. Nice. Um, more, time in, more time in between uh, uh, speakers to sort of. Uh, yeah, and I think maybe yeah. it was good. Like, I just, I felt like I knew, you, like, Josh like, came right up to me and started calling me Wonder Woman, and, like, we were talking <laughs> together, like, brother and sister, and, like, I love Rob, like, I put Rob in a headlock as soon as I met him, like, it, it's just, like, hanging out with your brothers. It was, like, really cool, and it was just, I, you were working, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, not that we're getting paid, but, like, you had a job to do. To I, mean, I said that to you two weeks before it started, like, I realized how heavy what we were tasks to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, right. it's like, oh, oh, I get to go, you know, people are really struggling. So if we can help them in some way, like Josh with his model with the gyms, or if Greg can help them with documentation, then this is badass. You know what I'm saying? We're helping right. them with no agenda, which is really cool. And we're just everyday people. So um, it, that's what like, was cool. It's kind of like hanging out with your family 
but like when your sister starts dating some badass Russian dude that you're pretty sure could yes! kill us. Like yes! that's, that's why you don't make any, you know, aggressive comments to her. Dude, I'm the boss. Like I'm the aggressive person. You totally could have done that. It would have been welcome. Yeah, when you have a when you have a, a, a Russian dude who's six foot, you know, seven looks like a fucking <laughs> hitman standing behind you. You don't get a lot of retaliation there, Brandy. Yeah, he's he's yeah, a yeah. kitten. He's a kitten. So it's yeah, all good. Like he he wears a unicorn costume for God's sakes. <laughs> and there were there was a there were a couple people with unicorn costumes. So some people still don't get the unicorn joke. It's not my job to tell you the joke. If you don't get it, uh, join the FTCA and hang around a bit, and you'll figure it out eventually. Greg, what could be better about that thing? You are experienced. You've seen this stuff. What could we do better? What sucked? You know, I I didn't have enough barbecue when I was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have enough meat. There needs to be um, like an after party. Where's the beef? To to be yeah. all after parties you know, that, that's I, catered. My first thought was was gosh, I don't know that that anything not only didn't suck, but it was negative. I, I, I clearly agree with Brandy, but it, it would be very difficult to do a longer than a three-day uh, kind of deal with that, yeah. unless you do. I kept thinking about cruise, 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 cruise. That would be, but not a three-day, or I'm talking like maybe four or five days, so there's like a vacation with it all. That would give us more time to kind of hang, because there is – a different camaraderie with this group than other typical type of convention groups because we have that common thread of the Facebook tribe. Group. Yeah, so that would be really well, cool. I gotta other tell you, honest, um, what's FTA that? in partnership with Southeast Sports Seminars is working on a continuing education cruise. Yeah, that uh, you know, I if anyone wants to get excited it, about anything, if there's just so much. I just want to meet everybody. I would love to. I would have loved to have heard. Um, other more of the speakers. I did not have a chance to listen in Josh's thing. I would have loved to learn that, even though, you know, I may not do that. I'm not at that point in my life or career, but I would love to see hear what he's got going on there, um, and and in other people as well. But you know, that's just kind of the nature. I'm used to that. That's kind of the nature of that. But yeah, I thought I thought you did a magnificent job. I even told Jessica that I, I pulled her aside. I said, look, I know how these go. And I know that you could be prepared for everything that you think and that other shit's going to come up. And I said, let's, I'll be honest with you. I was watching you. I wanted to see how you handled it because, you know, I'm looking at hiring her as well. Yeah. And I said, I want to see how you handle stress. And I said, I knew what was going on and you, you may have had some stuff going on, but you hit it. Well, you just handled it. And that meant more to me than, you know, the other good stuff. I want to see how you handle the bad stuff, how you handle the stress. And I thought that was fantastic. I'm sure that there was a lot on you, Bobby. Um, I'm sure there was, there was stressful moments. You handled it great. So, yeah, the people that looked that know me were like intimidated at first because they said he got off the plane like a coiled snake, ready to strike. Yeah. And I, I felt more like I was shot out of a cannon, like, let's do this. <laughs> and, um, and you don't, you don't know how it's going to turn out. I walked out on the stage to start the whole show and I was like, here's my pivotal moment. Do I tell people to get up and put their hands together or do I just let them sit? And you know what can happen? You can tell people, as Greg knows, you can tell them to get up and they just stare back at you and blink. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm going to tell them to get up. And if they don't get up, this whole weekend is going to start off on a very bad foot, but let's do it. So I was, I, I don't think I walked into this thing with any sort of fear. I mean, I knew all the, all the vendors and everybody, all the bills were paid. So after that, it's all just a party. Um, yeah. 
my background for you guys and for the listeners is I come from a town, San Luis Obispo, California, which is a college town. And so it's kind of almost like it's in our blood to throw a party. Yeah. Uh, and when I referred to this as a party a couple of times, people were like, it's not a party, it's a seminar. Well, it, it's a party. We're going to have a good time. And I've been, for four years, I've been grooming this tribe and, and people have, they haven't really understood the vision of why some people weren't allowed in the tribe and why other people were thrown out of the tribe and why other people were brought into the tribe. Like uh, for all the, you know, there was a purpose for it. And the purpose was eventually that we're all going to meet and we're all going to make a difference in each other's lives. Like Josh says, like a family. Um, but you do have to sort of know each other a little bit first or it's, it's pretty stale. And um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if other, other, whatever entities take this approach. But um, to me, I didn't, this is completely organic to me. So I've got this tribe and they want to meet each other. Let's do this. Now the second one, um, the second one will probably be more of the same and it, but it'll probably be bigger. And then like Josh says, once you get a little bit further out, uh, maybe some of the authenticity gets lost. So um, that that's where, kind of like as a songwriter I have to continue to stay as creative as I can because all these are just little songs in my head uh, forward KC was just an idea um, the next one I've taken this week off to think of what's the next idea is it going to be the same because the same worked before so do I play the same three chords and, and and have the same bass and drum track or do I write something completely different and um, if anyone knows me I think it's got to be completely different <laughs> Maybe but, you can be like Puff Daddy where he like samples, you know, old hits and yeah. then makes it almost into a new song, but not quite. Yeah, I'm going to kind of like maybe BJ Palmer comes out of a coffin, yeah. but then not. And maybe <laughs> have like a hologram of Jim Parker. We'll do some of the Parker principles on the stage, just like the hologram of Tupac. And I'm just going to have, I'm just going to let it loose. Um, or not. Like or not. Hey, uh, Josh, you tell me. What sucked? What was? What could have been done better? What'd you like? Yeah, give, give oh, a little I've been writing a list. Let me just. See. <laughs> He's got to scroll his papyrus yeah, let just, down. Let me organize my notes here real quick. Uh, first off, uh, I thought you could have shook everybody's hand upon entry. Uh, number two, uh, Brandy needed a lower cut top. Uh, nice, Greg. Uh, maybe something more <laughs> revealing in pants. Four or no pants. Well, I want to leave something up to the imagination. You know what I mean? I don't want to just, on Friday night, I want, I want to leave something for, to be desired for sat, late Saturday night, you know? I just texted you a picture. <laughs> awesome. Especially <laughs> awesome because my phone is charging next to where my wife is working and I left it in the other room for this podcast. <laughs> but I'm sure she's going to question my decisions. Like, I hope it says like, thanks for KC or something. And it's a picture of you. It's just, yeah, that'll be great. It's the barbecue talking. Uh, I think in all seriousness, uh, we gotta, we gotta have some time for socializing, you know, either between the talks or, and you got to get at least a second and third bartender. I mean, the poor bartender was overwhelmed. I loved break. him. We became he was great. Friends. He was a great, strange. I was like, I'm strange. not, I have a twin. I have a twin. Uh, but By the he, way, that bartender, Chris, he loved all of you guys. He loved, oh, I loved him the person there. Um, and he, he came in extra early to do a lot of extra stuff. So, um, but I just wrote his check. So hopefully Chris is happy with his nice work. Uh, yeah, I think more time to socialize. And then, uh, you know, I, w I would love at the end of it on Sunday, if we had like a wrap up time, bring everybody back together and then like, 
a motivating talk, like a rise up all about like, what's it like until the next one? Yeah. You know, what are we going to do till the next one and who can we talk to? And, and, uh, I was, I was blown away by the students. I just wish there was a more formal way to like, you know, work with them, talk to them, hook up with them, like in, in small groups during the weekend and just, you know, allay their fears because they're going to be driving the profession forward as we go. And, uh, I was, I was struck by their motivation and their character, which everything else can be trained, right? Um, we we're trying one Avenue right now within the Facebook group. So Facebook now has a mentorship program and, uh, we can match mentees up with mentors and there are, there, there's a backlog of the mentees. So I think there's like 40 or so folks that are waiting for a mentor to volunteer for this Facebook mentor program. Um, and as soon as people volunteer to be mentors, we can match them up with a student. But we haven't had enough uh, of the mentor step up. I think Brandy's taken her full load because you can only have like three mentees. Or, or did you only have one or two? <laughs> I'm not answering that. <laughs> that just sounded wrong. But um, I can take more. Um, but um, okay. yeah, it's, it's, I really enjoyed, like that's, like as I said, Greg has his thing and I've already over the last year, you and I were talking, I've already built out Google drives that all I had to do was share. So I had yeah. probably, I would say 50 people contact me about either my HR system or my insurance system. And it just takes my assistant like a second to share that. And then I've Perfect. answered questions. So just trying to systematize that, even that process, because I spent hours and hours on that and I'd love for them to have it so they can focus on stuff that they need to focus on. So it's, an it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's well, we've got about 15 minutes left in the podcast, so we can talk about the future from here on out. And if anyone wants to chime in, they can. I mean, I know me and Josh have talked about it at length and other doctors I've talked about at length and other professionals. There's like this overwhelming idea that school doesn't prepare you for success in the chiropractic business. And there's some sort of like need for some sort of uh, academy or whatever you want to call it for students to take alongside school to teach them the basics of how to be successful. Or they go to the first place that offers them free pizza and tells them that they have the answers. You know what I mean? And it's just like, uh, is there a way to, is there a way to do this? Do, do we all identify this need that students need more? They need more from us in order to be successful. Or do you guys disagree? I don't know. It, it, it's a, it's not a rhetorical question. I'm just talking out loud. I think it's somewhere between those two. I, you know, a lot of the, the students were asking me questions and at some point I want to tell them like, you just, you got to dive in the pool and start trying to swim. Like, I yeah. can tell you all about it standing on the deck, but it, there's yeah. no way to learn business without being in business. You know, That's absolutely right. I mean, anybody that does an MBA directly after a bachelor's and, and uh, before they go into the, the world of business is robbing themselves of education. And so I would like to, I think the mentor mentee relationship's great and maybe provide some services, but part of the education is just, <laughs> you want to learn how to fight. You got to get in a couple fights. It goes to Brandy's thing. I mean, Brandy's her speech and her talk at the Ted talk was so motivational and it was like, I, I failed and then I embraced the suck and then I won. And, and I got to tell you, there's a lot of these students out there that will graduate just because they're not because they're students of chiropractic, but because they're human beings that need to actually fail. They need to actually feel what it feels like to, to suck and, and, and feel that pain before they'll win. And there's no way to like, 
you know, pay me a certain amount a month and I'll show you how to suck and then you can win. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. some people have to go through that process before they get to the other side. I mean, you can't like, you can't I'll say like them. some of the best technique seminars I've ever taken were ones where the presentation was, this is how you treat that fill in the blank difficult case. And it wasn't because I was like, oh, that's a cool way to do it. It was like, oh, I remember when I screwed up Mrs. Nimchenko and uh, I, she, she never looked at me the same way. And I wish <laughs> I didn't feel that way. That technique's going to save me from that embarrassment in the future. And yeah. oh, there's, you know, that's Mr. Friedman's knee that I could never get better. Oh, great. I'm going to take this back. And those are the things I connected with because there was pain inside of me. Not because I was like, oh, I'm going to be the coolest guy in town, you know. It, and that pain needs to develop at some point for you to be motivated. I mean, Brandy told us on, on Friday night, she had plenty of pain as motivation, plenty of it. And yeah. And look at her now. Yeah. She had an assistant tell another assistant to dial zoom and then they wheeled a microphone in front of her tonight. I mean, she doesn't do anything now. It's amazing. <laughs> According to my sister, I, I don't, I just do take my uh, niece to horse lessons. So I don't work anymore. I just, we saw 110 patients today, but I don't do anything, but um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just, uh, I mean, I am stubborn as shit and I failed. I, I gave a talk for a company before where I was their worst client. Like I literally did everything wrong and thought everything wrong. And I considered my staff like being in charge of everybody, you know, like they knew better than I did. And so like anything you could do wrong, I did wrong. And it took me many years to get over myself. And it's just a subtle shift, but like I got kicked in the face like a thousand times. And I still sometimes get kicked in the face. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you trust, I think as chiropractors, we're trusting and we're nice people. And, but um, I'm not as stupid as I was before. And I'm not, um, I don't think that I have all the answers, but it just, you have to get systems. And Josh, you have great systems. Greg, you, I think that's the one thing the three of us have in common. And Bobby, you have a great system. You got to get systems or you're going to get eaten alive. So I just wanted, I, as I said, I didn't want to scare them but you have to get, you have to be open to learning. Like all of us are still opening. We're all old dogs and we're still open to learning. And that's the thing that when you talk about what happened, which I wish could have happened more, I can't wait to get the video because I would like to learn more. It's not like, Hey, so-and-so is a really cool, like Kevin Christie. I didn't even see anything that he did. And it's like, I would really like to hear what he said or Howard, you know, like what was he talking about? So just learning from each other and realizing we don't have all the answers. And if you come in with a fixed mentality, you're going to get broken. Like life will beat you down to the point where you're not fixed anymore. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird. Uh, Um, and I, and I think be, I mean, let's be honest. I went to Western States chiropractic college. Sometimes I call it wasted States and it's on a old Catholic girls campus. And it's, it's not run down by any means. But when you go through Cleveland Chiropractic College campus, um, the new campus that is all fancy, you go, holy crap, they're putting a lot of money into these students and they're taking care of them. But we didn't get that impression at our college uh, as much, as much. But I'm not ungrateful. I'm just saying there are other campuses that are doing it a little bit better. And, um, you know, when students are, are – students on these campuses they're customers as well so they almost get sort of um catered to you know and it's like four years of catering and you're right and 
we're going to do whatever it takes for you and blah, blah, blah. And then you get that diploma, you walk across stage and they're like, good luck. Peace. Uh, go yeah, it yourself. didn't look like that. It didn't, it didn't look like that when I went there. And, and that's, that was kind of cool to see because like when we came to Cleveland, like there were bars on the windows and we got our U-Haul truck stolen the first night. We were like our literal, literally we had a baby and our U-Haul truck got stolen because it was in such a bad neighborhood. And just to see it elevated, I haven't really, I'm ashamed to say I didn't keep up with how gorgeous. So it's like, I have a huge clinic, a real nice clinic. And now to see Carl Cleveland has this, I mean, they have a daycare and a fitness center. Like it was a first class venue and I'm so grateful to them to see that again. So that was awesome. No, they have a plan. They have a plan. And maybe we'll talk about the plan when Carl Cleveland's on the uh, website, on the podcast someday. It's just like no one on that campus is going to be like, uh, guess what? For a couple of you, it's going to be pretty easy because there's this whole Pareto's principle. For a couple of you, you're just going to find success. You don't have to worry about it. For the other 80% of you, it's going to suck. <laughs> and, you know, no one's going to stand up in front of these students and say that and be like, oh, but, you know, of the 80% that it sucks, you know, most of you are going to come out once you have some personal development skills and you learn your lessons in life, you're going to be all right. And the rest of you are just going to fail and go away because this is entrepreneurship and, and you're not capable of this. You know, obviously there's no pretest to sort of check the pulse at the door and say, Oh, Steve, you're, there's no way in hell you're going to be a good chiropractor. We're not letting you onto our campus. It's like, yeah, we do that in our office. We do that in our office a lot. We'll have people that are considering PT and Cairo. We tell them straight up, like if they don't have the moxie to do what we do, like, what we do is so cool, but you have to have a set of cojones and some brass ones to, to do it and to be able to take the hits. Because if you're sort of like a cream puff, you're going to get, you just want to be an employee. That's great. But um, there, there's a certain amount of grit that you, that you have to sort of have intrinsically to do our job. And we sort of try to head them off. But those who have it, we totally encourage them to go for it. It's an amazing career. But um, it's not for everyone, you know, and it's and sadly, I think that they're already in school and they realize that they should hook themselves up with a great person who would be an awesome boss and try to grow them into that position. But um, it's it's I hope my talk showed that it's it's you can be the smartest person in the class and you still can fail. Is there a, is there a secret like is the secret personal development is the secret learning business skills like an MBA? on the side i think i said in my talk like this this yeah the secret is yep what it's realizing is, it's is the secret just true grit yeah. because i'm about as gritty as i get and i still feel like this sun is never going to set here good answer i i, <laughs> I hear the squeaky chair i like yeah. that that's scary thinking. Yeah. that was the hands well, of time creaking along you know yeah um i think one of the secrets there's two things number one I, i'm I, I don't want any student to ever leave that seminar and go, well, I guess I have to start a, uh, my own office. Right. There are right. plenty of people that would be great bosses that want to see you succeed because it means they're succeeding. And if you don't have an interest in the business side of things, that's totally fine. And, you know, I, I talked to a couple of people over the weekend that felt like they had the stress of like going into business for myself. And I thought, no, you, you have to put in some due diligence to find the right person to go into practice with. But as an employee, that might be make you completely happy. And you still need a system for that. Like, yeah, but 
but don't stress approach. yourself up a thing about you need all these business skills if that's not what you're going to do. I, and yeah. I think there's a couple different people there. And the second is if you are going into the business, like number one, the two things I, I learned along the way are the most, the most effective and the most efficient way to do anything is just find out who does it better than you and hire them. And if you can't hire them, get their tips. So if I don't know any business systems for HR, I can go, hey, Brandy, do you have any? And most people in business go, oh yeah, I'll send you a, a couple things we have, or I'll send you an employee manual. You can, you know, you can copy and modify as needed. And, oh, Greg, do you have any tips on documentation? People are out there and they want to help. Not they're willing to, they want to help. And then second, so that'd be my first thing is just use your Rolodex. Although these, these kids listening today don't know what a Rolodex is, but use your contact list within your iPhone to solve any problem. That, that's the fastest way to solve it. The yeah. second thing is all the walls that you think exist, they're all created in your mind. Like there are no walls. I mean, I think Greg Rose's talk on Saturday night kind of showed that, you know, the guy's revolutionizing three different industries as a, as a chiropractor. And uh, because he, I just don't think that guy sees the, the paper walls that are put up, you know, he doesn't allow himself to see that. I mean, shit, we talked for like an hour and we could have just said that. <laughs> Dan, this could have been like five minutes. <laughs> um, Greg, the future, what do you see? What do you think? Well, I see, uh, I see more research in the future. That's why I'm interested to start going to some European stuff as well. Uh, I'm fascinated by that, which surprises me because I always found it boring. But now I'm interested. Yeah, by the way, for you American folks, we we like our little tent revivals for our seminars where we all kind of get up and clap hands and we feel good about ourselves. But a European seminar is like, a, they're mostly like research presentations. Yeah, um, it's just fascinating to me. I think, I think we, can do, we can do this. It, 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 just like in my Rise Up talk, when I showed that video clip of that movie Network uh -huh. about uh, the actor, uh, I think Peter Finch saying, I'm mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore we've got to be there as both individuals and as a profession in order for us to change and move forward. Uh, so the first question is, can we do it? Yeah. If we're mad enough, then the second and more important question is, are we mad enough? And if not, will we ever be mad enough? Because if we'd never get mad enough, it's not going to change. We'll just be bitching about the same stuff in 20 years. That's right. But I think that more and more of us are getting mad enough about it that we're willing to do something. And that's where it's, it's, people who are, are I, I'm not getting into the tour, non-tour thing, but it's people who are forward thinkers, the people who want to move the profession forward, whatever that looks like, to be able to say, okay, look, I'm mad and I'm not going to take this anymore. And I'm going to, damn it, I'm going to change this. I'm going to do whatever I can to change this and make it better for everybody. And whether that's in business principles and documentation and adjusting and rehab, whatever it is, we could make this better and we could have a, a, a much broader impact on society. And uh, I think that's where we have to go as a profession if we're willing to do it. It's like the uh, old Los Angeles Raiders, which are now Josh's Las Vegas Raiders. They have a commitment to excellence, right? And when you walk through those gates, it's like if you are not committed to excellence, you're not, you're not part of the team. And you have to have this un unwavering commitment to excellence. Now, we've always had arguments about unity or not unity, or should we tier the profession, or should we divorce one side of the profession from the other? And as I get more and more uh, educated on this, or I see it firsthand on the battlefield, I don't think we need to do any of that stuff. Um, my, uh, my original pretense was that there will be no unity 
and we can't have unity between these two factions. And um, I think it was wrong. I, I, I don't think there can be unity between the factions as they stand now, but I think once the evidence-based side, if you want to call it a side, start saying, as Greg said, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore, what you'll start to see is that the other quote-unquote side will start using the same language of objectivity, evidence, um, you know, uh, validating the things that we do instead of trying to differentiate themselves and use an ulterior language. So I think what we need to do is just stand, stand very steadfast in what we're doing, keep promoting ourselves, keep uh, uh, influencing the family and um, supporting the family and giving people authentic information. And the more that this language and this um, thing becomes a thing, then no one, you just can't avoid, but not be a part of it and not be a, a part of some sort of thing that makes complete sense. Amen, bro. Yep. To me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the most sensical person in the world though. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm a macro, I'm a macro and I'm a uh, facilitator. So I see big pictures and then I try to bring everybody together on a big picture. That's not always the, the person you want to hang out at the bar with. <laughs> So Bobby, so since you put us on the spot of how to make things better, uh, I think we should put you on the spot. How, how do we help drive the profession forward? As three Ooh, doctors who are interested in seeing it thrive and grow and become as awesome as it possibly could, uh, what do you think we need to do to take action so that we don't look back and say, oh, somebody should do that? Well, we I'll do that in alphabetical order. I think, Brandy, it's completely organic, and you, you saw it if you were there at Ford KC and and I told you guys that didn't go, that were considering going, that were sort of kicking the tires. I told you you had to be there. I said, you don't want to miss this one. But really, what did you have to go on? I mean, just my word. I didn't have a track record to say, you know, we've done this before in the past. Don't miss it. But uh, now it's FOMO. You, you have the fear of missing out. You can't miss the second one because I think it'll be pretty close to the first one, but just a little bit better because I do have all these people – uh, these great people giving me feedback on how to make it a better thing. Um, when it comes to brandy, we need more brandies in the world. And, and she, doesn't, she doesn't want, or in the profession, she doesn't want to make it about the gender thing. And, I'm, and once again, I won't. But we need more people about, that are about what she's about, which is admitting that they aren't king shit of fuck mountain, that they, they do need help. I'm queen uh, shit fuck a mountain. Queen shit of fuck mountain. <laughs> Um, admitting that they have, they've had failures and then, and then sharing the story of how they overcame them. Um, she, it sounds like, and, and I saw it firsthand is a relentless mentor. She actually wants to help people. And that is what this profession, that's the foundation of this profession is we want to deal with people who want to help other people, whether it's other chiropractors or their patients or whatnot. Um, we just need more brandies in this world who are authentic and they're trying to do it the best way they possibly can and they put everything they can into it. So if everyone can get a little bit of uh, brandy in their life, I think that's fine. <laughs> oh my God. You're you know, taking you know it all what? the wrong way. I'm, I'm over No, there. I like it. I'm, I'm awesome. being gushy with me. I'm not, I'm not usually scrap. So this is, this is new for me, but no, I, I think I, just, I appreciate that, but I, I really passionate about, yeah, I like I like them both. Your scraps, so we can be yeah, can be stoic about it. You're powerful. But I, scraps. yeah, but I, I just I really like even even what we came off of. It really gave me a new thing with other car. Like we should just be supportive of chiropractors in general. There's 
50,000 of us, you know, and there's millions of patients. So yeah. we got to stick together. Do you know what I'm saying? And encourage each other. Like we're all going to have hard times. The shift in the forward thinking chiropractic alliance happened, but I think it was so subtle. No one noticed it. I stopped denying people just because they were tours. Although there are some, there are some idiots out there that will not find place within the Facebook group. Um, what I started to eliminate over time was assholes. Like if you're yeah. a jerk and you can't have a normal conversation and you can't listen to the other side and you can't be, um, you know, conversational, then we have no place for you. But if you're like a tour type of person, come on in, tell us what you're feeling, tell us what you're thinking, back up what you're saying, show us the proof or get the hell out. And, and if you can take a little bit of a ribbing, that's fine. And that should, that, I mean, that's, that would be my way with everything, you know, um, you know, is, is a, a certain level of equality, but, but you already, if you, if you come in as a straight chiropractor into the forward thinking chiropractic alliance, you already know you're on some shaky ground and you've got ground to make up. Um, next in alphabetical order would be Greg and, you know, th this side of the profession, this evidence-based side of the profession needs more Greg in their life. Um, Greg has a foundation. Uh, he also has a set of knowledge that he has become an expert in and showing people that becoming an expert in, in what you are trying to pursue in life is a good thing for them to see. Like he'll, he says it in a, in a self-deprecating manner quite often. He says, you know, I've, I chose the most boring subject in the profession to talk about, but whatever this, whatever subject you choose, whatever, you know, like I said, in my talk it is very important to choose what is meaningful in life, not just what is expedient. And a lot of people choose sports, no offense as students, because they want to, they want to treat athletes. Um, they want to be on a sports field. Um, uh, athletes aren't as dirty and difficult as other patients can be. Um, they're pretty straightforward. They're fun, whatever the thing is, but, um, but it's not always meaningful. It's just what's expedient for the student to choose as their path. I would always encourage people to choose what's meaningful. And I think Greg has found something that's not completely exciting to talk about, but it's definitely meaningful. And he's, he's made it uh, in interesting because he's thrown everything he's got at it. So if you were into like, you know, big toes and that's like the most boring thing in the world, but you were the expert on the big toe in the world and you put as much meaning and importance on, on, on the big toe and how to treat it and care for it. It's, we're going to get something out of it. So you, you've got to do what's meaningful. And that's what Greg shows is like, he's got a foundation of meaning in his life and he's expressive about it. And that's something that the profession needs. Um, the profession needs uh, people like Greg who can bring that, that tour type stuff, the passion that a lot of the evidence-based doctors are missing and start to get passionate about shit that you really, really love to do and stop being a fucking copycat. <laughs> Be, be original and throw everything you got into it. And then finally, Josh. Oh boy. Well, I love Josh Satterley. I think he's brilliant. Um, do we need more Josh's in the profession? No. That's I do. I think, <laughs> I think one Josh, maybe two or three is plenty. Um, but what I do think Josh brings to the table that can make this place better that all the other students and other doctors need to know about is that he's constantly inquisitive and he's constantly asking questions that are Socratic in nature 
and I know what he's doing. He's trying to make the other person better in his space without him. He's trying to help the other person make themselves better. He doesn't have to do any of the work. He just has to ask the right question. Um, you know, Josh's clinic, Jim hybrid, you know, one of the big problems that we have that you hear everyone complain about on, um, on social media is like, well, the straight chiropractors have these long-term treatment plans where they try to see people forever and they charge all this money and they're seeing people for a year or two year. It's because they, they practice management companies figured it out. You needed a passive income. You needed long-term income plans. Banks don't want to talk to you because you have no way to determine what kind of income your treatment's going to give. But at least if you had these long-term treatment plans with these contracts that people signed up for, you could walk into a bank and say, look at all these people have signed up to being under care for me for a year. So I know I've got this much money coming in. And that's a problem because on the ethical side, you know, we can go down that ethical road of why long-term treatment plans are not good, but Josh created a way and, and, you know, it's not like he created, but he mastered the way of giving a doctor long-term income options without them having to sit there and try to sell somebody on a long-term plan for care they may or may not need. So instead of having to say, okay, you're going to put the x-ray on the screen and you're going to scare the shit out of this person that they need a year of care or straight up lie to them, which is one of the other rules I talked about in my talk, which is tell the, you, you know, you should tell the truth, but the truth is hard. So at least don't lie to people. And so this is a way to have long-term passive income that is reproducible and predictable and can be quite profitable for your business without you having to be a shitbag about it. Um, the challenge is that it's right there in front of people and it's really hard for us to, to shake people and say, you need to do this because this is the future of the profession. Um, so, so we need people like Josh to show this way. But then again, Josh has also got to improve his way of shaking people to let them know that you've got to do this. It's very important um, to consider the clinic gym hybrid model as something that can help you if you are not a rhino, which means rehab and name only. If you were an actually a rehab person, this is something you've really, really got to seriously consider uh, for your for your your patients and for their livelihood and for the profession and for your pocketbook and all that other crap. Um, that's all I got. So you guys are all very valuable. I think in in chapter one, it was my I was in shock the whole time during this event because all the people I would ever want to hear from were all there. And they were doing their thing and they did their thing with such grace that um, I still don't even know how to feel. And I, I don't, I don't feel anyways, I don't have feelings. So um, <laughs> um, all I can try to do is somehow, some way uh, keep this going and, um, and honor what happened the first time, the second time. And I think when I start to rule roll out and reveal some of the things we have in for the plans for the next time around, uh, everyone's going to be really excited and um, all you guys that missed out on the first one are going to be like, fuck, that was epic. <laughs> it's like Lollapalooza one. You're like, wait, Tool and Allison Chains and all these guys, they all, they were all on like the same stage, man. Yeah. But then you went to the second one, which had like, um, you know, the mighty, mighty Boston's <laughs> and like, uh, you know, Enya and and Jewel. Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. It's like I'm at Lollapalooza, but you weren't at Lollapalooza one, man. It was totally different. So uh, thank you guys for doing that, um, and and don't ever underestimate the difference you made. 
in at least 220 or so people's lives. Thank you for having us. I really, um, this was brilliant and it really, I think I can speak for all of us. It really was restorative to us about the future with the stu the students. I was blown away by the students and I was oh, blown I away by, yeah. oh, I was amazing. They're so smart. Yeah. So smart. And just this whole event was perfect. So, I think the older docs you. need to be around students so they could see that the future of the profession's in good hands. So smart. Right. And, and these kids are going to kill it someday. Not all of them. I'm telling you, not all <laughs> of them are going to kill it. But most Nothing. of them are really going to make a, a, a good, they're going to represent very, very well. So I, I've never left an event where I was more excited and more proud to be a chiropractor. Amen. Yeah. Yep. yeah it, it restored my faith too. Um, so we're going to have to keep doing that every single year. Nice. I'm in. Uh, any parting shots? Anything you want to say? I appreciate your advice. Um, anything that you guys proposed that I didn't already think of, I will consider it, and um, and we'll use that to try to make better events for you guys, speaker wise and attendee wise, and all that. Nice. I got no other right. commercials. This is a presentation right. of Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. If you're not in that Facebook group, you should join. Um, if you are not a member of the website, we are going to have definitely a whole lot of member content coming out. It's super cheap to be a member of the website. We're trying to get our stuff off of Facebook and out into the real world. So uh, join up there and um, we'll make sure that if you're a member of that website, you get discounts on all these events we have planning, like maybe a CE cruise. Maybe some more local events coming your way. And we should have our big reveal of where we're going to do um, FTCA 2019, what it'll be called. Mother would, Russia. If I, if I could, Greg, if I could, <laughs> if I could use the tagline, uh, rise up. If I can have your permission. Use it, and, um, <laughs> see what we can do about getting you guys on a stage again. Uh, peace out, bitches. Peace out, Girl yeah. Scouts. Thank you so much. And I love you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. See you, dude. Good chat. See you. Right, bye. See you. Bye-bye.